This podcast is rated PG-13 for parents cautioned. We encourage parent guidance for children under 13. You're listening to BearCast by ASF. How do we teach creativity? In 2019, upon my return from an art, technology, and society festival, I asked my colleagues at the upper school to draw the creative process. This is what they drew. The purpose of this activity was to highlight a small detail in the reality of how we address what has been said to be one of the most important skills of the 21st century. Well, we kind of wing it, and we kind of do it in our own very peculiar ways. In fact, it was this perceived inconsistency that took me to the Ars Electronica Festival in the first place. I went with a mission to study creativity in the context of tech, society, and science through the lens of art. Because what's more creative than art anyway? My particular interest in this festival stems from my knowing of the long-standing relationship between the arts and science that has existed at their institute for 43 years. The festival itself invites artists, scientists, and researchers from all over the world to a conclave in Linz to confront a specific interdisciplinary theme. I went to as many speeches, workshops, exhibitions, and symposia as I could, taking notes on the creative process. At every second odd that this was some of the most profound scientific exploration I had ever seen, and it was being done with art as its presentational format. It was delightfully human with a touch of science fiction. Projects that push the boundaries of what we even think of as possible, such as the one where a man taught a plant sign language over the period of 18 years, or the one where members of the audience were invited to do nothing as live EEG measurements controlled the sculpture in the center of the crowd. It is no wonder why Ars Electronica is known as the Museum of the Future. As a high school teacher, I think about the future a lot and how we should be building a future that everyone can live in. And I care about it so much that when I returned from ours, I was set on making this a field trip for our young people, our future. And along with two colleagues, Mr. Garcia and Mr. Buckley, we did it. Just two weeks ago, we returned from our trip to Austria with 17 students who got to experience the strangeness of this festival. We had a ton of fun. And both times at this festival, I found myself gravitating towards projects that had no conclusion, no moral, no economic gain. Projects where creativity seemed to flow endlessly. And one of my favorite experience, experiences at the festival was something called the Future Innovator Summit, a conference that invites people from all walks of life to discuss a specific theme using a method known as art thinking. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, as a mindset 
for developing creativity as we think about our future. The group talked for several hours a day, inviting attendees of the festival to listen in. And at the end, they held an artistic performance to better help us understand what this question meant to the group and also to invo involve the audience in the inquiry process. The, the question I sat in on was, what is the future of trust? And today, I want to bring you a small slice of that experience that we had at the festival so that we can better discuss art thinking as a means to develop creativity. But I'm going to require some movement. So I'm going to ask that everybody in the first row please stand up. Everyone in the second row will remain seated. Everyone in the third row will stand up. The fourth row will remain seated and so on until we've reached the end of the theater. The seating arrangement is certainly a little bit more different than I had imagined it, but we're gonna go with it. So everyone who's standing up, you're gonna turn around and find a stranger behind you. Find someone that's gonna be your partner, okay? Just find someone if there is no stranger that you can find to be your partner, um, just for the duration of this activity, just observe what's happening. So we are going to right now contemplate the question, what is trust? What is the future of trust? So I want you to lock eyes with your partner, okay? For 30 seconds, do not count, I'll count. You're gonna contemplate. What is the future of trust? Ready and go. You're done, please have a seat. Good job everybody, a round of applause for everybody. <laughs> Woo, long 30 seconds. So now you must know, what is the future of trust? Well, although some of you actually might sit in the audience with some conviction, I can tell you, that staring for two whole minutes, because they made us do two, into the eyes of a complete stranger, did not lead me to a complete answer. But what it did lead me to, that I didn't have before, was knowing for certain that this was one of the most important and profound questions I had not just heard, but also experienced. A question that to this day opens my mind and pulls me forward as I contemplate my future and the future of my students. A question that explodes into a million questions, allowing me to create new questions of my own. With this simple activity, the space for reflection is created for us. And with this, you learn one of the most important things about art thinking. Art thinking is about the process, not the outcome. In fact, it is a mindset to engage with uncertainty. In this experience itself, in this theater, we had so many unexpected things happen and some expected things. We had people who completed the activity straight face as I instructed. 
There were people who completed it red-faced. There were people who could not, either because one partner was willing and the other was unwilling, or because we're sitting really strangely and maybe you couldn't find a partner, or because you didn't trust my counting, so instead of contemplating the question, you were counting, and maybe you were right. We had laughter, we had horror, we had intrigue, and we had annoyance. But in all these experiences, no matter what, we can observe the experience and come back and ask, what is trust? What is trust in this community? What is the future of trust? Even if this whole thing had failed, we would have learned something. Because art thinking is the process of generating knowledge through experience. We need to take these risks, and we need to tolerate error as part of that process. Action is key to exploring open-ended questions. The Future Innovator Summit, from which I adopted this activity, is part of Ars Electronica's Future Lab, a lab described to be one of the most innovative labs along with the MIT Media Lab. I was able to attend a presentation by one of the core researchers on art thinking, and he showed us this image. Within it, we can see a familiar process. I cannot tell you how many different versions of design thinking I have seen embedded in curricula. Chart after chart of the design thinking process done in so many ways, course after course on design thinking. Design thinking is a way to solve problems through creativity. It's a great process, but time and time again, I find myself frustrated with words like creativity. We talk about creativity as if it's just up in the air. We tell each other, you just gotta be creative. But what does that mean? Which is why I'm interested in the process before the design thinking process has even begun, before we're ready to prototype some solutions. We are living in the information age. So saturated, so full of potential, but sometimes the amount of choice can be stunting. So before we pull the first idea from the creative ether, we gotta ask ourselves, what ideas are worth investing in? How can we ask better questions? And better yet, how can we ad identify those questions that will help us bring humanity to a more sustainable, equitable, and overall hopeful future? Well, I believe an answer lies in making and protecting the spaces to contemplate the impossible. And I want to elaborate on how. During my research, I was lucky enough to find the PhD thesis on art thinking by Future Lab researcher and Art Thinking Australia founder, Kristefan Minsky. And I really encourage anyone who's interested in this to read it. It allowed me to delve deeper into what this mindset entails. But for the purposes of this talk, we're going to reduce it to some main components so that you can get started. First of all, we need a group of diverse minds. Sort of like the minds we have in this audience. Diverse in age, socioeconomic background, cultural identity, etc. The more diverse our perspectives, the larger the space for inquiry that we can create. And when we, once we have that space, we need play. 
So for those of you in this audience who have not gotten a chance to play recently and maybe have forgotten, to play is to make believe, to move, to slow down, to observe from close up and far away, to build and destroy, to challenge, and sometimes to do something unpredictable. All in all, art thinking asks us to be comfortable with not having utilitarian results, with pushing boundaries, with being comfortable presenting our process so that our questions or mistakes can help others come up with questions of their own. It's about being comfortable with the unknown while developing questions that can help us form the future. Lastly, I want to address our definitions of art. I think a lot of people in this audience might have a definition similar to the most popular Google search. If we look up what is art in Google, we're going to get a series of vague answers on beauty and expression. But if we dig deeper, we might actually see like a language. And of course, we have words and numbers, but we also have images, objects, and experiences. At Ars Electronica, artists are seen as a catalyst for change because art allows us to protect the spaces for creative thought that might one day lead to world-changing innovations. Learning has changed. MIT Media Lab sees it. Future Lab sees it. Why can't we see it here? Perhaps we have been leaving the future to the wrong, answer-obsessed people who keep asking the same tired questions that get us nowhere. In my classroom, every day, I see people's creativity and how we should be helping them unleash that creativity at every moment. Perhaps the teachers that drew these crazy post-its were onto something. What impact could our young people make if only we agreed to create and protect the spaces to develop questions in a language that is attainable and universal, in a way that doesn't limit them and make them rush to answers and conclusions. I hope we can continue to develop these spaces and protect them. I know scary, uh, being different can be scary, so I encourage everyone to contemplate the unknown with people different from you, and let go of outcomes, engage in play, because the vast mysteries of this universe, which are much, much more vast than any classroom is willing to admit, those mysteries are the source for creating a more hopeful future. Thank you. That's all for today. Stay tuned for the next episode.